Welcome to the Mama Truth Show, where soulful mamas embrace the whole truth of the messiness and magic of motherhood. Check us out at mamatruthshow.com. Here's your host, Amy Ehlers, the Wake Up Call Coach. Hello, mamas, and happy Mama Truth Monday. It's Amy Ehlers here, the Wake Up Call Coach, and I'm really deeply excited for this call today, for this show today. I have an incredible guest here who's going to talk about her journey to becoming a mama. And it is not a traditional journey, and I know that it is going to inspire so many of you on the on the call today, on the line today, on the show today. So I want to let you know a little bit about the amazing Jen Todd. She's the founder and CEO of her own business called Breakthrough Partners. She's an experienced leadership coach and change consultant and a trusted confidant to executives. And she's known for creating these incredible life-altering events. She has coached hundreds of leaders. Now, here's the thing, and I know that this is going to resonate for a lot of you, that while she was creating all of this incredible change for people, she began to experience burnout. She began feeling exhausted and depleted. And I know that I can relate to that. It's so interesting as coaches and as transformational teachers and leaders that oftentimes we can be creating all of this amazing change and all of this happiness and all of these breakthroughs for our clients at the cost of our own personal happiness. So what I love and admire so much about Jen is she said no, she took a stand for it and took a sabbatical. And she had heard this whisper in her soul that said, go to Africa. And so she embarked on this incredible personal and spiritual journey and uncovered her life's purpose and realigned her entire life around that. So she has um, founded a women's empowerment mission in Africa, and she started a nonprofit called Value Girls Globally. And then that led her, I have chills all over my body as I'm saying this, that led her to adopting her own baby as a single woman. And you can learn more about Jen's coaching business, her Be the Changemaker program that she has in her business and her nonprofit work at her website, jentodd.com, which is J-E-N-T-O-D-D.com, one N, jentodd.com. And of course, in the show notes, you will see more about that. Jen, thank you so much for coming on to the Mama Truth Show to share your story. Welcome, darling. Thank you. I'm so honored to be on this show. It's like, it's crazy. Thank you. Yeah. Well, what I love about you, Jen, and just so deeply admire is how in tune you are with your inner wisdom, with your um, connection to source, to the divine, to God, and how you have really allowed that to lead you in the work that you're doing in the world, whether it's through the Be the Changemaker program that you have that you're launching in the process of launching right now, or your work in Africa, a nonprofit, and of course, your journey to becoming a mom. And I would love for you to share your story of becoming a mom, because I know that that's going to inspire so many of the mamas here on the show. Okay. <laughs> You're like, okay, let's do this. Let's do it. Yeah. There's a, there, okay. There's a tiny little delay in seeing and hearing. So oh, okay. So I'm just going to talk, but you can pause me if, if 
you need to. I, you're coming through great on my end. So okay. we're, good. we're good. Yeah. Go for it, lady. All right. Okay. Great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have been a single person my whole life. I mean, technically never been married. Um, and I always, always, always felt like it was a deep calling to be a mother. And um, for so many years, I wondered, why isn't this happening? Why am I not getting married and having babies? Um, meanwhile, you know, I was working my tail off. Yeah. Really, like, that's what I was doing, was I was really investing in my, in my career. And when I took that sabbatical and I went to Africa, um, I thought I was there to, I felt, I felt, and I heard the calling to go to Africa. That's it. Go to Africa. You're going to start a women's empowerment mission in the middle of Africa. So I went there <laughs> with two week notice, um, in, in, in search for and in quests for this, you know, purpose. And I did find these women and it, it was amazing. And I actually launched an empowerment program and it was about a year later when we were launching things and I was there, I was actually in Kenya and things were not going as planned. <laughs> um, and I was having a moment and I was having this moment and I went behind this, this school. Um, we were, we're in an indigenous area where like there's hardly even any buildings, but I found a place where I could sit and cry. And I said, God, you sent me here. What did you send me here for? What is my purpose for being here? Because clearly this, we can't, I kicked this program off the ground. And as I say this, I look over and there's this little girl who comes walking out of nowhere, literally look like out of nowhere. She comes and sits on my lap. She starts playing with my earrings and my hair and gazing at me as if she's known me for years. And as I'm holding her in my arms, I was actually at an orphanage. And as I was holding her in my arms, I just got this like feeling over me of like, I'm meant to be a mother. Like really I'm meant to be a mother. And, and as the, as the story played out, I, um, this little girl followed me around for the entire week I was there. Actually the programs did finally launch. Um, and she was on my arm the whole time. And it was this constant reminder of like, God wants me to be a mother. And I thought, well, I can't be a mom because I'm not married. And I, like, like I had all these, right, like certain ways of thinking in my head. But right. I, as I looked outside and I talked to these women in Africa, in Kenya, and they're all over the world. They have eight kids, they have no money, they have no food, they walk for five or six hours a day just to get clean water to drink for their children. Wow. And they are surviving, and they are mothers. Yes. And here I am thinking, I can't do this because I don't have a husband, it might be hard. So <laughs> they were like my inspiration. They were my inspiration to, when I got back, you know, I really got clear that I was meant to adopt. And um, I really grieved. I had to let go of the fantasy and the dream of how I thought it was going to be to really tune into the way in which I was called to be a mother. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I love that. And I just want to encourage everyone listening right now around that. Like, where is your idea, your story of how it's supposed to be? Where is that getting in the way? of you receiving the way that it could be. 
of you allowing that story to unfold for yourself, whether it's about having another child or it's about attracting the perfect partner for yourself or it's about your business or your finances or your health or whatever. It's like the minute that we let go, and I love that you say that then you grieved. You grieved and you allowed yourself that space to say, oh, this is, maybe this isn't going to be the story that I thought it was going to be where I fall in love and get married and then have children. And, and that is getting in the way of you receiving the child that is waiting for you. Mm -hmm. And so I love that you were able to let go of that story of supposed to and grieve it and then see what could actually come in. So beautiful. Love yeah. it. Well, and I actually remember, I remember the moment. It was so funny because someone else who was a single mom said to me, you have to grieve it. I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, you know, yeah. watching one of those silly, like, you know, uh, romantic comedies yeah. and the, the woman and the man were in the the room, the hospital room. They had this beautiful baby. And of course, they were happy as clams and looked beautiful. And <laughs> I watched this. I don't even watch movies that much. I cried. I'm not kidding. Probably for two days mm -hmm. about realizing that would never be me. I would never have that moment. And but once that, once I was really like, okay, am I willing to let go of that? And that's when everything opened up. I said, I'm willing to let go. So how, okay, what do I do now? What do I do now? And then that's really when I, I tuned in even deeper and said, I'm willing to, not only am I willing to give that dream up, but I will surrender. This is what I started really praying for and meditating on. Where. I knew it was a girl. I was told it was a girl where whatever means I need to take to find that, that girl that is meant to be my daughter. I will do even if it's hard. So, all right, God, tell me what it is. Yeah. That's what I started praying. Just tell me what to do. And, um, and I, so I, you know, I sensed it was adoption and then I started researching. There's like all these different ways to adopt. And then I'm getting overwhelmed with like, okay, am I adopting internationally and domestically? And then there's fostering. And, you know, so I started doing my like, you know, overwhelming research and talking to people. And, and then I had to keep coming back to, well, I do I know what the best way is? Like I can use my head and try to figure it out. So I came back to, okay, so tell me the way. Yeah. And I was surprised and not even that pleased <laughs> to learn that the way in which I am called to be a mother was to foster first oh. and then Wow. That was not my plan. <laughs> I know, right? Fostering, I'm like, well, but what do you mean foster? What if she ends up not being mine? And the, all the stories that, you know, you may have heard. The heartbreak, yeah. The heartbreak. Yeah. The pain. And um, so... When I was clear that it was to foster, <laughs> it was the, the next part of like, okay, so how do I prepare myself for that? So, um, the thought, you know, the, the, the process in itself can trigger so many things. Yes. You know, it, it's a difficult uh, adoption and fostering. It, they are challenging processes for so many reasons. Um, and, so once I was clear that that, you know, I, I went through a six month process of getting, you know, getting officially 
approved to right. be, you know, uh, to be a foster and adoptive parent. So they kept, then there's like the rules of the system. They kept yeah. telling me, you know, you, you probably won't get a newborn because right. it's highly unlikely to get it, like get newborns, especially since I wanted to adapt. Um, and so you, are you willing to sign up to take a child up to eight years old? Like, Oh, all right. So now we have to reconfigure this in my whole brain, heart and mind. All yeah. right. I'm willing to, but, but, um, they said, but, but in case, in the rare case, we do have a, a newborn, you have to be qualified for that. So the, the qualifications, I got my house ready. I got the crib ready, but I was preparing myself for probably a toddler and, so I got qualified and I didn't know how long it was going to be. I didn't know if it was going to be two weeks, two months, two years. So they started calling immediately with there. There are so many children out here that need foster parents. And it was just overwhelming. Who do I say yes to? And I right. don't know. Right. Uh, so there was about a two week period where all these things would happen. Like they would call me and I'd miss the call by five minutes. So I'd miss the baby. Right. Okay. Wow. Yes, that's not my baby. So yeah. two weeks after I got I got qualified, I um, and meanwhile, you know, I'm working. I have a full time business and full time mission. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. So there's only so much you can prepare. So on a Monday morning, I got a phone call, and every time they'd call, you know, like yeah, of brace course. myself. Oh my gosh, it's like what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. So the call was, um, we have a newborn baby for you. She's a girl. Um, she's an African-American girl. And yeah, you have to pick her up tonight downtown. Yeah, about seven o'clock tonight. And I'm like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. The like shock and terror, like there's really no way to describe it because yeah. like, what do you mean? I have like four calls with executives today. Right. I have this and I have that. My my schedule is packed to the guild and now I'm going to go pick up a newborn baby. Right. I don't even know how to change a diaper. <laughs> oh my gosh. I literally YouTubed how to change a diaper. Oh my gosh, Jen. Wow. So <laughs> I was, it was really, it was, it was, it was, I didn't know what to do. And, and that day will stick in my memory for the rest of my life because I remember like calling people and, 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 you know, wanting someone to tell me what to do. I mean, no one can tell you what to do. I mean, right. this is going back to what I know to be true. And so, um, how I knew and discovered that this child was really the child that was chosen for me, that was meant to be mine was, um, I had a very good friend who was just very like spiritually grounded and she was in this with me, like this vision. She was like this. And she said, all right, come, I'm taking you out to dinner. Like she really talked some sense to me. Like I, you know, when you're in that level of fear, you can't, you can't right. think, you can't feel, you can't right. tune into your wisdom. It was like, yeah, you know, she just grounded me and this is what you said you wanted. You wanted a newborn. This is what like, has been delivered to you right now. Like this, I know you're scared, but you know, this is it. And yeah. so I was, I was like, okay, all right. I said, but I need a sign. I need a sign. So as I'm talking to her, this huge giant, like thunderstorm comes up, like, like the kind of storm we literally like, didn't even finish our dinner. We said, but let's get in the car and go home. Like it was crazy. You know, yeah. 
flying all around. I get in the car and it was only five minutes away from my house, but I'm driving home and I'm doing one of those. Okay, God, if this is for real, I'm <laughs> it's always good when you threaten. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm, but I'm like, this is not the sign I'm looking for. Like, I can't even see straight. I'm a dino. I mean, it was like so dramatic. I'm having this dramatic moment of just sheer panic. I just, I need to feel it. I mean, I'm just praying. I'm just like, give me something where I know that she is meant to be mine. This is the path that was laid out for me. Yeah. And I walk in my house, you know, tears in my eyes and I live on a lake. So right when you walk in, you just see windows and it stopped raining. Like, well, okay. And I saw a rainbow. <laughs> and this is not just like I saw a rainbow. Right. I have a picture of the rainbow. It's in my adoption video. A rainbow appeared, and it was like my entire body just peace ran through me. It was like, oh, I got it. Yeah. She is meant to be mine. And I heard, I went the way that I really talk to the that part of me the inner wisdom is like I have to write it down so I immediately went and I got my journal because if I don't write it down then I'll make up a story later that right <laughs> yep so I went and I got my journal and I I asked the question is this my daughter and I have still written down your daughter is lying in a bed waiting for you go get her yeah she's it's her she's it and so that is the moment I decided I'm a mother. Yeah. Of course, I'm crying already over here. I mean, it's just, it's so beautiful on so many levels. I, I love this story so much because, again, it's like releasing the way we think things are supposed to be and then receiving the gifts that are just awaiting us. And I feel like, um, I know there's moms here that are listening right now that have story, you know, adoption stories or surrogate stories or whatever the stories is that are a little, you know, not that traditional way that a lot of women have children or have that story of going through so many different treatments, fertility treatments in order to become a mom. And I just honor you, Jen, and all of us that, um, you know, that we become the mom the way that we're supposed to become a mom. And I'm so grateful that you said yes. And I'm so grateful that Kenya gets to have you as our mama. Mm. So lucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I feel so blessed. I feel like there, you know, the process then after that, like, yeah. So many, like, like any way that you, you know, whether you're pregnant, I know there's right. like, anyway, there's so many risks and so many issues, but the, the road less traveled of doing the foster to adoption process is so oh, crazy. Like you just yeah. can't predict what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I ended up getting her four days later because all kinds of things were happening with her in the hospital and, um, one, when I finally brought her home, you know, they still reminded me like, just, you know, she's a foster and the, in the foster, the, the goal of foster process is reunification with the parents. Right. So here I am holding both realities and trying to honor both things, 
honor the birth mother and the birth family. Yes. And their, 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 like their whole process and their pain and their, their loss of like, you know, that I have their child right now and their goal of wanting to reunite at the same time. I know the truth that like lives in me that, that she's meant to be my daughter. Like yeah. I had to hold both and go through, go to the courts and do visits with the mom and like go through this process that was not like nobody was saying that, that what I heard was what's going to happen. Everybody right. was saying and things were happening that were so the opposite. Yes. That people, people thought that I was a little crazy. Like, right. <laughs> You know, like when you're, when you're really following that call, you look like you're off your rocker. Like yeah. I, I was living off my rocker Yeah. And, and at the same time, Kenya was colicky. So she was up all night long and I was working in the day, by the wow. way, not recommended. I don't recommend this to anybody, but because I didn't have time to prepare to take off, yeah. I took some time, but there was no maternity leave. So I'm still trying to keep some things going, you know, working in the day with my eyes, like, you know, open with like, you know, right. <laughs> like 75 in your eyes. Um, yeah. Like I want to put toothpicks in my eyes. He's up all night long. And people, like every time the phone rings from the adoption agency, my heart stops because, you know, they yeah. could say. She's, you know, she's going to someone in her family or to, you know, back to her mother because that process happens separately from you. So the lack of, you know, the thing I would relate it to is like the lack of control that we have over so many things. Wow. In this case, though, it was like on steroids, like you have no control. The only thing I had control over was how was I going to mother this child, loving her, yeah. figuring out how the heck to be a mother and to work and like survive. It was like survival. And the only way I could survive was making a choice to listen to the voice, my inner wisdom from God. Yeah. Or I was going to listen to the fear. Yes. There was, and it was, the fear was so loud and coming up all over the place that I just said, I, I will, I will not listen. I will only listen to this. I will yeah. only. And when I was having those moments, like I would, you know, drive to a mother visit and I'm, yeah. I am actually in a disguise because there was some, um, some safety issues about it. So here I am in disguise in the middle of the day, taking up work, driving to like, to let this, this little beautiful little baby who I'd fallen in love with go to a family visit, which, which she needed to do. It yeah. was, needed to happen but my my fears were so great and um I just remember I would drive in the car and I would say okay tell me speak to me the truth tell me the truth and I would hear I remember hearing one time I was just like like just a mess and a hot mess and I just heard it's already done yeah it's it's the destinies are have already been laid out yeah Stay your path. Yeah. With me only. Yes. Keep going. Yeah. You so, already know the truth. Yeah. Well, and so it feels like, yeah, and I, and I love that you are speaking about the truth around the foster to adopt system too, because 
we could have ended the story with the rainbow and then she came to you and that's it. And it's like, nope, that's not how it goes in the foster to adopt world at all. Mm -hmm. And I have Mm -hmm. a lot of women in my community and in my world that have the story of them, the baby being taken back and, um, Mm -hmm. and then continued and persevered and have now families with multiple children that they did through the foster to adopt system. And, you know, there's horror stories and painful stories and sorrow filled stories and then there's these beautiful stories where people end up becoming the mom that they were born to be. And so I'm grateful that you're talking about that part of it too. And I'm wondering, do you have any specific um, tips or tools that you can give the women that are listening that ha- have really helped you to drown out the noise of the fear and really tune in to your inner wisdom, to the voice of God, the divine, whatever terminology, terminology works for everyone listening. But do you have any specific tools that you can gift us before we wrap up the show here? Yes, I do. I, I, the one that I would say that the, the tool or the process that has really served me the most yeah. is um, really getting, you have to get yourself into a space where you can really tune in yes and like hear it right so yeah. people can do it in lots of different ways you know they can meditate they can pray they can you know but the the thing that's most important whatever way that you do that right and it, it may be mantras and affirmations i know you have tons of tools people can use but for me it's actually writing down a dialogue, like taking out a notebook, a journal, writing out a dialogue with that, that part of me that hears directly from God, you know, and that wisdom. So we can talk to different parts. So if I'm, if I am like succumbed by fear, I can, I can, I will go dialogue with that. Yes. Now, that that isn't usually the most uplifting thing, but sometimes I got to get some information from this. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. But when I want to really know what am I called to be doing right now, I go right to and I have a conversation. It literally looks like you know it says Emmy for me. I ask a question. I speak. I'm super scared about blah blah blah. I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. Then there's a space. The next line has G. For me, it's God, you know, but it's like, then I say, all right, God. And then I free flow, right? Whatever I'm sensing or hearing, no matter how crazy it is, it gets written down. I do not look at it or read it until I am done with my little dialogue. It'd be like just me coming to talk to you. I just write it all down. I said this, you said that I record it. And then at the end, I might read it or it might even be the next morning. Yep. And, and I read it, this is the wisdom. Oh. I might read it for 10 days straight. In fact, the other day I was reading from four years ago, I was reading wow. about when I was thinking about adoption, which was four years ago. So it's like, oh. you know, it, it's that, so that would be my tool is really have a conversation with that inner wisdom, that part of you and write it down. I love that. I love that. And I know you're, you're coming to Hawaii on the Mama Truth Hawaii retreat and you did yes. this exact process. Cause I remember we had a conversation about it and you're like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to journal about this. I'll let you know. And I was like, 
Oh my gosh, I, I love it. I love that you have this very specific process that works so beautifully for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. And um, yeah. And, you know, I give it to my clients to help them find their, like their purpose too. You know, a lot of that's what I love to do is like, you know, these things that are vague or like that fears could get in the way. So it's like asking those questions, but like really capturing that the essence of it from the wisdom, because if you don't, it, your mind will play tricks on you. Like I told you with the Hawaii thing, I heard very clearly go to Hawaii. And then of course I got up the next day and realized, Oh, it's going to be, you know, this many babysitters and this amount of time and all this stuff for this retreat. And like, you know, all my logic would have kicked that out, but then I had it all written down on this piece of paper. (laughs) Go back to it. I love it. I I I, I love it. And I really want to, encourage and inspire all of you mamas that are listening to try this and see how it resonates for you. Take something, a challenge that's going on in your life, an area where you are being hard on yourself, something that's coming up for your relationship, a decision that you're trying to make and try doing the journaling process and let us know in the Mama Truth Circle Facebook group how it goes for you. Would love to witness that. So Jen, as we start wrapping up here, I know that you have a couple of free gifts and, um, for people that are listening that want to learn more about you and your work in the world and maybe are considering the foster system, the adoption process. Do you want to talk about that for a moment? Yes, yes. So I would love to offer a couple of things. One is, as I mentioned, the um, you know being able to tune in and get centered and listen to that wisdom. So on my website, jentod.com, there is a free meditation. It's a guided meditation, so you can start to tune into that. Um, secondly, what I would love to offer, and this just came through this morning when I yeah. asked, what is the gift? What I would love to offer any anybody who is feels that little bit of a whisper around you know foster and adoption like I would love to offer you a free coaching session um, to just help you listen in to hear that voice of what are you truly called to Um, and and also to you know perhaps bust through some of the fears that are yeah. in the way of you really acting on what you're called to. So um, you can, on jenta.com, you will actually see on that front page, there's a little button to press if you would like to have a free coaching session. And that is my gift because I really, I really want to support, you know, other yeah. people finding their unique divine way to be a mother. Yeah. Um, I love it. Thank you so much, Jen. I, that, what a generous, incredible gift. So any of you that are considering the foster system, the adoption process, take Jen up on her offer. That is huge. Um, And so as we wrap up, Jen, one of the questions I always ask my guests is what's messy and what's magical about motherhood for you these days? Oh, well, what is messy? We'll start with that. So my daughter Kenya is now three. Mm -hmm. So pretty much the whole house is messy, but I would say that, um, (laughs) We just, we, we just tra- made some big transitions. She's just transitioned to the big bed. She's transitioned to like the potty. And um, like, honestly, the biggest like challenge for me has been sleep, has been sleeping. Cause we've just, this, this going from the crib to the bed and she, it, it whacks me out. The place I get triggered the most is just, like when I don't get sleep or she doesn't get sleep. So, yes. um, 
So it's messy right now. So we do some different things and like sleeping in a little later and adjusting the schedule um, as we're making this transition. Um, yes. <laughs> so that's what's messy. And what is magical? Oh, what's magical? Well, we just, I just had the three-year anniversary of basically getting her this month has been like anniversary of when I got her as well as the, her adoption anniversary and wow. um you know just watching the videos and reading the cards and just the support that we had and just the joy this child has brought and just like the reminder of the blessing yes like you know it's been a hard journey in a lot of ways but the the joy and the blessing this child has brought to my life mm. I I cried the whole day. Kenny kept saying, Mama, are you going to keep crying? Because the song is <laughs> look, look at this card we got or this picture. And um, just, just overwhelmed with just gratitude and thanks for how much this child has given me, what she has taught me, and how she's changed my life. It's just, it's been miraculous. More than magical, it's been miraculous. So... Beautiful. Grateful. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. And thank you so much for sharing your story. I know how many mamas are going to be so inspired by, by the story. And so I thank you from the bottom of my heart and mm. everyone will visit jentodd.com. You can download her free meditation. And if you're considering the adoption and foster system, um, take her up on that complimentary coaching session, which is huge. So thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you for having me on. It was oh, just it's so great. A, a joy to be able to talk about this. Thank awesome. you. Oh, my, my honor, my joy. So with that, mamas, keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. Until next Monday, it's Amy signing off. Bye-bye, mamas. Thanks for listening, mamas. Did you know that Amy has a new ebook out? It's called Sacred Self-Care for Moms, Seven Steps to Nurturing Yourself So You Can Be the Mom You Were Born to Be. And you can receive your free copy by going to sacredselfcarebook.com. That's sacredselfcarebook.com. And please don't keep the Mama Truth Show a secret. The biggest compliment you can give is to share the Mama Truth Show with your loved ones and write a review on iTunes. Until next time, Keep embracing the messiness and the magic of motherhood. <laughs>